Agents Podcast. This episode of the Lab Goat Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Welcome to the LabCode Agents podcast. And I'm laughing because... Jeff usually does that. It's reversed today. I love this, man. I love this. And today, guess what? We're going to be interviewing Jeff Fitzer, of all people. He not only runs our podcast, for those of you who tune in religiously, thank you. He's also a regional manager at USA Mortgage over in St. Louis. And since since I've met him, he's expanded so much into other regions I mean, he's even working with us out here in Los Angeles in Ventura County. But something I didn't know in preparing for this, dude, you're a graduate of Webster University in St. Louis. And when I was there, I drove by that college. I was like, oh, and, and, and then now I just find out this morning, I was like, this is cool. And not only that, which it all, this all makes sense now, by the way, you graduated with a degree in media communications. It's true. Dude, yeah. you've been hiding that from me. That's uh, crazy. I mean, you know, so first of all, this is weird. Uh, I, I was like holding back from talking on the microphone to intro myself because I'm so used to being on the other side. So this is cool. Thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, second of all, media communications, when I went to college, I graduated in 99. So I just completely aged myself right there. <clears throat> My final... We had to create a product. This is actually a really good story. I've never talked about this in a long time. We had to create a product from scratch in, in college, and you had to create a radio commercial and a print mm-hmm. commercial, you know, a print ad. So this is that's dating myself, right? Because now you mm-hmm. would do social media. The product that I created in the sophomore of college and then carried it through to my senior year, where I did my final thing, it was called Erecto. And it was a pill that Jeff. would help. <laughs> that would this help. Is not, this is not that kind of show. Dude, the funny thing is, this is before the little blue pill. And, and if I had only had the foresight <laughs> to actually create the little blue pill, and it was a joke, you know, and I created ads with like uh, the Washington Monument in the background and things like that, you know, I had fun with it. And I had to sit in front of all these professors at college and present Erecto, the pill that would help, you know, enhance your sex life. Dude. <laughs> and you know, your name is very close to Pfizer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who came out with the little blue pill? Who, who knew? You guys were always thinking the same thing. Look at that. I, I was, like. I, I was just immature, dude. I was just immature. That was the only reason I did it. Honestly, I like the name Erecto better. Just, just so you know, you've got my vote. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, thanks for joining us today, Jeff. And I want to get a little bit into how you started, how you grew, because. You, you've grown this, this massive organization out in St. Louis. And I think a lot of us can learn from that process, right? And then 
I want to know how you pivoted out of it into what you're doing now, which is more on the influencer side, more on growing your personal brand, because I think it's a it's a lesson that people listening in can learn from. Because a lot of agents, a lot of loan officers, a lot of title people, you see them and I see them wanting to make that shift and kind of still keep everything else going. So let's start at the beginning. What got you into mortgage? <laughs> Monster.com. No joke. Not an exciting story. I was working for the St. Louis Blues. I was in sports prior to getting into the mortgage industry. Uh, what did you they, do there? I want to know what you did for the I, Blues. I was a suite manager. So I started actually with the St. Louis Cardinals. I uh, That's my claim to fame because uh, I was actually during two of my seasons with the Cardinals, I was the mascot, Fred Bird. Um, and so that's that was like the that was the icebreaker on every interview I ever went on. Does that mean you can dance? Uh, like a mascot. Like there was a certain dance that 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 I had. I still do it today, to, to be honest with you, just for fun, just with people. Did they retire your jersey when? You <laughs> no, no. Okay. I learned all my moves from from my predecessor, Fred Birds, but it was fun. That was a lot of fun. That's a whole other story in and of itself. But then, the Blues offered me a job before I graduated college. So I my my last semester of my senior year, that was kind of unique at the time, and I only had a short amount of credits to take. So. I, I went uh, to the blues and I was a suite manager. So I was like, you know, the, you know, the suite holders were my accounts. That was another fun job. Sports is great. That's you just, cool. you just can't, you, the growth is you can't control your growth. Like it's just the corporate ladder. Right. And so I always hated that. And when um, AmeriQuest mortgage, which was one of the companies that probably caused the crash, uh, they were selling two year arms with three year prepays. This is back in 2000 before we knew this was coming. Uh, they recruited me, just offered me a better salary than I was getting at, at uh, the Blues. And it was easy. I was like, oh, sure. I, I didn't even know what the word equity meant. My, nice. my, first, my first day on the job, they showed me the movie uh, Boiler Room. That, <laughs> no, they, did. no, they didn't. Are I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. And that, that at the time, I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun and cool. and right. It was a, but looking back, I was like, wow, no wonder the mortgage industry crashed. Like, that's, how they, that's how they trained you. I had no idea. That's that's a little scary and and kind of cool. Very scary, dude. Very scary. Wow. Um, good thing. Good thing we didn't have TikTok back then, because <laughs> that would have put a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. All right. So let's talk about that. How did you start growing into creating a massive organization here? Yeah. So the mortgage. So my my story on mortgage isn't that exciting up until the last five years. And really, we just kind of muddied along. I think I was a good producer. I'm a good relationship builder. And that's really what separated me. I frankly hate the mortgage business, to be honest. I, I love it because of what we do, because it's changing people's lives. I hate it because of the stress. Um, I hate it because of the pressure that gets put on you and the blame that gets passed when things don't go well. But, you know, the the fact that you can control your time and make really good money and the sky's the limit, that's what motivated me. And and so I just progressed and ended up, you know, creating opportunities for myself and ended up at the company that I'm currently at. We left for a little for a little time, but I'm at a company called USA Mortgage. And that's where we started focusing on purchases back in 08. And uh, that was the best move we ever made. And then fast forward to... Um, 2015 or 16, we were struggling to grow. We're pretty big in the St. Louis market. And we decided we got recruited and somebody, you know, threw a shinier object in front of me, caught us at the right time. We were struggling to grow and we left and we went to a bigger national company. 
and it was called Supreme Lending. And it was a good, good two years there. Wait, was that really the name Supreme? Supreme Lending based out of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I, I made some good friendships there and still have friends to this day. Are they still around? Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's a huge company, much bigger than USA. Uh, it's like a national. It's like a national company. And, it sounds uh, like a McDonald's order. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, Royale with cheese. Super size, uh, please. But yeah, the um, so it just wasn't the same. I have nothing bad to say about them. But what what changed for us when we went there though was that when we left. I'm now competing with the number one company in my market, which was USA Mortgage. And so I had to immediately shift my mindset and say, all right, how am I going to compete with them? And that's when the whole just differentiation strategy began for me. And I, uh, at this time, this is 15, 16, Facebook Live was brand new. And there was a guy in our market doing this thing called Coffee Talk. And it was a live, he was, he was doing it on Facebook live and he was just talking about current events. And I was just enamored by it. I was like, I think this guy's onto something and, um, ended up connecting with him, starting to do my own Facebook lives. This is, again, this was revolutionary. Nobody was doing this. Nobody was talking head Facebook lives. And, uh, it, it ended up getting me noticed by Mike Cuevas. And, you know, uh, I ended up following Mike, who does a great job of differentiation and attraction, mm-hmm. ended up getting connected to some videographers, started to do some goofy videos. And before you know it, uh, Sam Karamian found me and invited me to Closing Table Mastermind, which is how I got, how we met. And then yeah. kind of the rest is history, man. I mean, I, 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 I stumbled upon this, but I became, on accident, I became the video expert because I was doing it before anybody else. And so what ended up happening was if you're, if you're in real estate, you know, that when, you know, when you talk about mortgage people, and I say this all the time, like you only invite a mortgage person in the room to, to bring the donuts or the coffee or the booze or, or, you know, to, to pay the tab. Right. And, yeah, and so, or, you know, pay for your Zillow tab. Right. And, and so I was always frustrated by that. And you it was said that I didn't. Uh, it's true though. It's true. And 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 I I wanted to I wanted to flip the table, you know? And so I accidentally did it. And before I knew it, I realized agents were calling me saying, You're the video expert, help me do more video. And then it just evolved into social media. Obviously, meeting you, you kind of took the the game to a whole new level of coming from contribution. That's definitely something I learned from being involved with lab coats and definitely you. And then just being patient and and just coming from contribution, realize that as a sales professional, this doesn't really matter that I'm mortgage or real estate or anything else. If I can figure out how I can be the authority on something to my audience, it will attract to my brand. And uh, as and and it's just kind of you know it's now tenfolded. And um, you know so many things are happening, so many opportunities are happening, and yeah, our mortgage business is just growing like crazy. All right, let's shift into that because I think the people that know you understand where you're at now, but the people that don't know you, as you shifted out of this, when you mentioned earlier on, you your talent was creating relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And it still is. I mean, that's how we connected. That's how it keeps going, right? People like you, right? Which is crazy to me. I'm joking, Jeff. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Jeff's a super nice guy. And so the relationships part, so that people listening in, that opened up a lot of doors for you because you're you're a very likable person. 
I mean, look, you tell me that you're a little pushy, but I really don't see it. I think you're the, like one of the sweetest guys I know. And that's probably because you're, you're pushy. I'm doing this quotation mark in my fingers. You're pushy, but you're Midwest pushy, which means, dude, you're not a pushy at all, especially to people in New York, damn it. I've learned that. I've learned that, yeah. So you're like one of the sweetest guys I know, and you work so damn hard. So I think what happened is you went all in on this video thing, and then you started transitioning into this whole new world. So talk a little bit about that, because you glanced over it, or you, you talked about it really quick, but- how how did this transition happen? Because a lot of people tuning in are like, well, I have this as a job and I'd love to do this over here, kind of like what you are doing now. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like how I want to know how the transition happened because I watched it happen. Yeah. Right. Well, and so I think the the um again, you know, I can't take credit for saying I had this big master plan, but I think what what I realized was that it 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 caused me to really study not only my competition, but now I started to look at the real estate broker as my competition and not competition per se, but as my phone started to ring, which is the goal that we all have, like, how do we make our phone ring? How do we just sit on our couch and people call us and we don't have to go door knock and, and, and call expireds and, you know, cold call. And what I realized was that if I can give my avatar my audience, no, it doesn't matter who they are, but in this case, real estate agents, what they want and what they need and what they're not getting elsewhere, I can elevate my status and my phone will ring. And then what ends up happening is, and I, I'm not even kidding, I get more phone calls from people that say, what can I do for you? Like, Jeff, I want to do something for you. And they and a lot of them say that knowing that I'm in mortgage, but knowing that I don't originate anymore. And so they're really reaching. And that's really gratifying because it's like that means I'm really doing something well, well because they're asking me. Let's talk about that, because when you and I met, we met at a mastermind called Closing Table. Right. And I think what people underestimate is the ability for these relationships that you make in in masterminds or events to help you grow outside of, of your comfort zone and outside of where you are. So what would you recommend right now where, Jeff, we aren't able to do as many events as as we were, right? A year ago, you and I were traveling like four times a week at least. I mean, sorry, four times a month, yeah. not a week. That'd be <laughs> terrible. And so where, where would somebody gravitate to now to start creating these relationships and start creating more opportunities for themselves. Yeah, there's so much opportunity digitally too. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be those events. That's just the way it happened for me. But I mean, I can honestly say Lab Code Agents is probably. And I don't say that uh, because I'm biased. I've become biased. I've become biased because of the opportunities that it's created. And if you can get into groups, and there's other groups just like that, now there's Clubhouse, which is essentially the same concept of opportunity to network and, and meet people. And if you can understand, again, the see, you know, we've, we've, you, Tristan and I talk offline every day, all many times a day, and we've been talking about like a Clubhouse or a networking event, right? You, let's just say you go to your local event, let's just say the times are normal and you go to the chamber event. Our inclination 
in, in real person or on Clubhouse is to walk into the room or walk into a virtual room and start talking about ourselves and start selling whatever product or service that we sell. And that's the mistake that most humans make. Rather than learning to make a connection and asking questions to the people that are around you. Like, I mean, you remember how we met. I was, I, again, I was a video guy and I had my cell phone and I had a tripod and we were at an event and I didn't know any of these guys. And I'd pull them outside and say, can I do a quick interview about you? Because I was trying to create content, but also get to know you people. But it, may, it makes people feel special. And honestly, it's not, that wasn't my intent. I was selfishly taking interviews because I was going to create content, make myself look like a badass. But in the reality, when I step back, I'm like, it made it easy for you and Roland and, and Sam and all those guys to be like, yeah, hell yeah, come interview me because it makes people feel special. And, and I'm just, so I've just kind of learned that A, uh, ask questions and listen better. Uh, B, figure out how you can deliver value to anybody. I mean, Tristan's a great example. And this is, this is again, a true story. It just so happens to be that you're interviewing me is that I accidentally, I told you this, I accidentally brought you value. And then all of a sudden I come to realize, holy crap, this is my way in. And now, you know, look where we've advanced to. I mean, you're like going to be the best man in my third wedding. I'm kidding. I'm That's right, kidding. dude. That's right. Well, the third wedding that you're remarrying your second there, wife. Right, 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 right. So. But I mean, but that's the truth is that is is that if you can figure out, so in my, again, uh, selfishly, I I met Tristan. I learned about LabCode Agents. I was like, dude, will you do an event in St. Louis? Didn't realize this was like on your bucket list for the business and nobody would follow through with it. And so I just did what nobody else did and followed through and it, and it blew you and Nick away and the rest is history. And all of a sudden we're doing a ton of things together. But the point is, it doesn't matter if it's a customer avatar or a mentor avatar, an influencer avatar that you're trying to get in with. If you can figure out how to bring them value without, can I pick your brain or how can you help me grow my business? Like you're, you're, that means you're coming for you. You have to make it about them. And if you can figure out how to do that, gosh, it just, again, it, it opens doors. I love that. All right. Now let's transition to where you're at now, right? You're running, you're running this podcast, the Lab Kid Agents podcast, right? You contribute consistently into the Lab Kid Agents world. You're also running your mortgage company. You're, you're like, it's a whole region, now it's like outside the region. It's everywhere. Right? You're you're running you're you're part owner into business video school, right? You're also running this other Facebook community called uh, Drunk on Social, right? You're a you're a social media coach, and I mean shit, I could keep on going, dude. But where where do you stop? Where does this stop? And what keeps you going? Well. I... I would say this, the simplest way I can say this is that I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. And what you don't know about me is pre us meeting, I had ownership in a lot of other companies and all of them crashed and burned hard. I owned a lot of real estate. I owned restaurants. Some of them actually did pretty good until they crashed and burned. I had ownership in a, um, a energy drink um, distributorship. I had ownership in a couple tan salons. Like I was always trying things. And I remember the owner of my company told me once, like, dude, you know, you need to just focus on like what you're good at. Like, where are you making money? And I was like, yeah, shut up. I'm bored, right? I just want to do something else. 
And that's never changed. So I, I took his advice, but I didn't take his advice. But what I've realized is if I can do all of these other things, which are now turning into businesses, which was never my intent, but now I've realized there's a market for that. But the worst, if the worst thing that happens with coaching social, with real estate mastery, with the business video school, with all of these things, if none of them make me a dime of money, they bring value to my mortgage and real estate business, which drives which drives that, that's what's creating that growth. And so it's like, and that's why I tell my partners, I'm like, I know I'm pretty much vacant from the mortgage business anymore because I'm so busy with everything else. But they're like, dude, go do it because you're just, we're just growing so fast. We can't keep up. So you're obviously doing a great job. Yeah. And, and that's, are. and that's the thing. So it's Here's like, why? Um, and you, you already know this. I'm just probably going to verbalize what it is. It's, uh, it's not, it's from a book called Hacking Marketing, which I'm reading right now. But by the way, Steve Passanelli, our friend, told told me about it. And the world that we live in right now is is digital. Everything has shifted over to digital. We go back to when you graduated college and you had to do you had to do your projects. By the way, we're the same age, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. you graduated college, you had this amazing project that had nothing to do with the digital world, right? Correct. <laughs> Yeah. Erecto. Correct. I'm gonna make a shirt just for you that says I, Erecto. I still have the 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 tape from the <laughs> audio commercial that I created. I have to find it. And so the world that we live in is digital, and so I think it allows us to be able to scale so much more rapidly, and the speed in what in in executing the digital world allows us to be able to to also scale it quickly, right? And that's what you're doing. This is why you own these digital assets or are part owner or have some influence in them. And you're able to quickly shift them over. And people don't understand that the value in the world that we live in right now is the speed in which we can do or change something. This is why I look at companies that have digital space, right? That's, that's where we need to be. And so you understand that and you're ahead. So if you're listening in, Jeff, how how can we, as people listening to this, how can we shift into this space more or play in it at a higher level? I mean, embrace. I think that's the uh, that's the, the thing that most people don't do. We you know we talk about, and I'll give the, the two best examples. It's actually ironic. I was just talking to an agent uh, within the last hour. And he called me about Clubhouse and I pointed out to him, um, you know, I, then I talked talk to him about Drunk on Social and I said, you know, Tristan and I have really shifted our focus, one of our focuses to being out ahead of everything. And what I realized was like with video, like again, accidental, but I realized, holy crap, if I can embrace something and, and work through the objections and work through the criticism. Cause I got a lot of it. Like I was doing, I was doing the off the wall videos that nobody was doing at the time. So people just assumed you, if you get in front of a camera, you should be talking about your business. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I just thought that was boring. I, I didn't, maybe that's just the way my mind works. And, and I took criticism for putting out the, the goofy dancing videos that I did. This is pre TikTok, by the way. And 
And once you get past that, and then people start to see, holy crap, it's working. They actually come back and are like, dude, I totally was, I was totally wrong about you. I was totally wrong about your, your vision. And now it's TikTok. And so because I had that experience with video, when I was in, introduced to TikTok, which was before pretty much anybody, because I, I had teenagers, I, I was more enamored by it. And then it took me about six months to figure out, okay, oh, crap, this actually has a place in the, the business world. And then I started to be really loud about it. This is about the time, you know, you knew about it, but you hadn't thought that way. And some of our men, you know, some of our, our social media mentors also hadn't thought about it. And so it, I quickly realized, and I think I told you this, like, I have nothing to lose by, by promoting and, and, and being on a TikTok. If the worst thing that happens is, is I'm wrong, everybody will forget. But if I'm right, no one will forget. And, yeah. and so that's the thing. And so I was like, what the hell? And now we got clubhouse, which <laughs> I jumped on your back on this one, but it's the same concept. And so I don't know if that helps people other it than, the, other than the fact that I would say, follow the people that are innovative and adopt quickly. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go deeper on that. And I want you to explain what's happening right now with Clubhouse because it's a it's a mindset shift. It's quick, right? But I want to know what you're doing and why you why you want to adapt this and what feedback are you getting from those people out there that don't quite understand it? Why jump into this so quickly? Well, I mean, you know that uh, first of all, I questioned the hell out of you. I I, I questioned Tristan like with a hundred with a, I peppered him with a hundred questions on Clubhouse because I didn't think he didn't have a good answer that I accepted is the, is the really is the truth. And then finally I got it and I was like, okay, I get it. And, and so clubhouse specifically is innovative yet. So simple. It's almost like we just de-evolved. I don't yeah, know if that's so a word. True. We went back to 1999. We did. we did, but, but that's, but you know what? It's it, the timing of it couldn't be any better because it's like a going to a conference when you can't go to conferences. So people are so, they just, they needed this, they wanted this. And, you know, webinars are, have become diluted right now. They'll, they'll, they'll never go away, but you had that opportunity. Now people can get on this app with really successful, powerful people that you pay a lot of money to see speak. And now you can even raise your hand and ask a question. And, and you don't have to be on camera, which is every, you know, everyone's fear and you don't have to be dialed up. And so it's, it just creates such an opportunity. So it's, it's two opportunities for most, it is an incredible opportunity to basically be in a perpetual breakout room. Think about conferences. You go to breakout rooms, you hear amazing speakers. That's exactly what it is. Okay. It's, it is an app of breakout rooms. And then for influencers or for anybody who wants to kind of make a name or gain more followers, you just need to get in there, find the subjects that you can say something powerful, profound, and be smart about, mm -hmm. get up on those stages, get connected, create your own rooms, become a moderator, talk, share, come from contribution, don't sell, and um, watch, watch the followers come. I love that. So what are the benefits of jumping into something early on? Because uh, I, I can tell you the negatives, but what are the benefits to push people to think differently and just to push them in general? Because that's how you live your life, Jeff, by the way. The early adopters get the most opportunity uh, because it, with any app, just like Facebook, Instagram, all of them, the sooner you get on, the faster you'll grow. And once the app catches up 
and evolves, then it becomes really hard. Anybody trying to grow an audience on Instagram right now knows it's really hard and damn near impossible. And, but if you would have, if you would have been heavy on Instagram five years ago, you'd probably have thousands of followers because it was easy. If you got on TikTok on day one, you probably have, you know, six or seven figures in followers, but now it's hard. And so it's, it's still got the potential. And yeah. I think Clubhouse is the same thing. I mean, the opportunity, I don't think having followers on Clubhouse isn't necessarily, doesn't really matter no. per se, but, but getting in there, uh, because well, it looks good, Jeff, it looks, it does, it, does. it, it attracts people and, and numbers attract people to you. Um, this is why you want to have followers because it makes them, it's like, it's star power. Right. Mm-hmm. But once, once it gets diluted, which it will, people will lose interest. And so right now everybody's interested. So you should be capitalizing on the interest. I think that's probably the best way I would describe it. All right. I like that. So look with that, because it's something new you've jumped on and you're pushing this. I, I just, I understand your mindset, but Jeff, what motivates you, dude? What keeps you going? Like what you can't. And the answer isn't you're born that way. Okay. Damn it. What, what makes you want to do better and more? You know, I can honestly say that originally it was money. It's not anymore. Because once you, well, first of all, I'm in the Midwest, so it's a different mentality. Uh, there's a comfort level. Like I can be rich. I can be wealthy on something that you're damn near poverty where Tristan lives. Um, so once you get to a certain level of income, then it becomes more about doing it for the love of the game, right? The, and I can literally, I call my business a game. And so now I, you know, I found my rhythm and I have, I've had a couple, I have a partner that we were talking about off air we've been together for almost 20 years and he's the one who can sit there and say, it's like, dude, it's so interesting to see and watch you now because you've clearly found your thing. And, and so it's like, I, I think marketing was always in my blood. And now that I see how, how much people struggle with it and need help with it, I genuinely enjoy elevating other people's brands. Like there's so much business to be had I can't have even a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of it. So why not help others? And, and admittedly, the byproduct now, because, you know, some of my mentors have told me, because I've been doing this for free for a long time. And they said, you got to start charging for this stuff. Like, it's only fair. And, and so I am starting to. But at the same token, it's just I'm also creating and developing businesses, as you know, because you're a part of it, that the only way that the business succeeds is if our client succeeds. And if our client doesn't succeed, we're going to crash and burn. And there is no way, there's no way around it. And so I love that business and it gives me more excitement and passion because the only way I will succeed at our businesses, business video school, real estate mastery, social coach, any of these is if our clients grow their business, they don't grow their business, they're going to vacate us like that. And so to me, that's really exciting because it's easy. It's an easy sell. It's not a sell. It's like, listen. My job is to grow your business. If I can't do that, I understand you're going to leave me. And that is, um, dude, I love video. I love marketing. I love copywriting. I love social media. 
I love influencing. It's so much fun. And, and I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm excited to get back on stages. Um, I'm excited to uh, continue down this digital path. I'm excited to do some masterminding. You know, I'm Tristan glad and I you're are, excited about it. Dude, I'm so excited about it. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm more excited. I'm excited for the big events. They're cool, but I'm more excited to do some small group stuff. Um, and, you know, Tristan and I are working on and talking about this and, and doing some deep dive mastermind stuff. And guys, this isn't going to be cheap. It's going to cost money because it's, you know, our time is valuable. But the reason I'm more excited about that is because we're going to get intimate with each individual and really get to teach them things while we're masterminding and learning. And I think that to me, that's what I, that's what I look forward to. That's what I want to do. I want to coach. I want to continue. And the byproduct is my mortgage business continues to grow. I, dude, I don't think I'll ever retire. I really don't think I'll ever retire. I found something well, that I love. Yeah. There is no retiring from this, dude. The next thing we're going to go on is face snap house talk. That's the next one. Say, say that again. Face house snap talk. Did you just invent that? I just invented it, but <laughs> whatever. It's coming and you're on it. All right. So I have a question for you in regards to more personal, more family stuff. And how, how is it that you balance the family aspect of it and the personal, I'm talking physical here because you're working out like, I think you work out 23 hours out of 24. <laughs> and then uh, with all of the things that you're doing with, with work, how does that balance work? It's hard, man. That I'm not going to lie to anybody. Um, I don't follow a schedule either. I, I don't belong to a 5 a.m. club. Um, I think all of that stuff is fairly hokey, to be honest with you. Now, I do have a natural discipline, so I, I don't have the I don't have the necessity to follow those things. I've all I've studied them, and I consider it. It doesn't work for me. I do get up early-ish, not early by five a.m. standards. I do have the discipline to work out. I've I've built that into my to my game. I mean, you know where this started, which was 2018 and 2018, and it's kind of become an addiction ever since. I realize inspiring people attracts them. And not only does it attract them, but it also makes them raving fans. And, and you're having a massive impact on their life when it comes to physical and diet and that sort of thing. And so I forgot the question. Oh, you know what? Damn it. I don't know if I'm going to repeat it. I'm joking. Um, how do you, how do you keep the oh, balance? How do I balance? Yeah. yeah. How do you keep that balance? It's hard, man. A supportive, a supportive spouse is, is, is an absolute necessity. Um, a spouse that gets it. My family, especially when it comes to social media, because as you know, Tristan, like we're dialed in 24 seven, it doesn't stop. Like when I go on vacation, I don't stop posting. In fact, I probably post more. It's just personal. And because I enjoy content creation and I enjoy sharing my life. And so, you know, it takes family adoption. It takes children adoption. It takes family. And my kids now, my family loves it. Like they, it's all about, they love being a part of it. Right. Uh, my, I, you know, you know, both my daughters have, have influencer status in their world. Like they're yeah. good at it. Which is nuts. Dude. It's, oh, it really oh, is. On that, not on the influencer status, but right before when you said it takes, it takes family, meaning your, your family, like immediate children, family mm -hmm. and your wife, spouse, it takes their support. Can you explain to me how that got there? Because a lot of, this is what I hear a lot of, and look, there's no wrong or right way. It's what works for you. But I hear, it doesn't happen to me, Jeff, but I hear 
some spouses, and this comes into work, right? Mm-hmm. Some spouses say, "Hey, hey, you know what? We're 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 in the middle of something. Put your phone down." Yeah. Or, "Hey, you know, you, you should really not be doing that right now." What? And that doesn't happen in my world, right? But how how did you get to be able to have your spouse be comfortable with you most of the time being on? That's tough. I mean, I, I don't know that I can answer that because it's it's different for each individual. I, I I do believe that there is, well, first of all, there's pain in anything, right? If if you're if you're running to ru- if you're wanting to run a 5K and you've never run a mile before, there's going to be pain. And if you want to become a social media influencer or build up your brand on social media, there's going to be pain along the way. And that pain is going to be that, look. I get stuck in my days. In fact, I've barely been on social media today and I have a list of things I need to post. I'll do them later tonight, which means I'm going to be doing it during family time or after the kids are in bed when maybe we could be watching TV. And and so you, you have to sacrifice some things. Like I don't even barely know what Netflix is. I mean, I know what it is. I don't ever watch it though. I don't have time for it. And <laughs> I used to be a big sports fan and watch sports all the time. And I don't do much of that anymore. And you see why I don't watch sports anymore. I get it. I get it. They're in the background. And, but I do believe that, you know, I, I think if you're, if the question was, how do you get your family to support it? Yes. It's, it, it's, it's a delicate balance of powering through and kind of proving that it works because once you prove that it works, the adoption becomes much easier. Is there because, any, is there any sit down moment where you're like, Hey, Hey, honey, you know, husband or wife, I'm, this is what I'm attempting to do. Oh, yeah. um, I just need your support on this. I know it, it sounds it sounds freaking crazy, but I need your support. You know, you know, honestly, thinking back about this because I don't think about this question. I brought my wife to the first closing table, and I had no idea what I was going to. Right, so uh, it was it was an event. Right, it was at the Ritz Carlton and Laguna Wait, Beach. Your wife was there. She was there. Yeah, I just not with not in the room. No. She, it was a vacation for her. But the point was, is, you know, she was there and she came through on the happy hours and she didn't know who these people were, but I think there's just a sense like she realized, okay, this is, I, I, this is something that Jeff's going to be really passionate about because I included her and, and I include like, just like you do. It's like, as long as my, as often as my wife wants to travel with me, I bring her with me because I think it's important for them to experience it and see it, to understand it and accept it. And I think a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of humans, like they look at those conferences as a way to get away. And that's the wrong attitude because first of all, you should be going to the conference to learn not to go get drunk. That's such a good point. Not to get drunk and not to hook up and not not show up. Exactly. And you don't, you don't have to have a spouse who wants to go to the conferences. Cause believe me, my wife doesn't, she's like, there's a beach or I could go listen to Tristan speak. I'm going to take the beach. No offense, Tristan. Um, <laughs> she doesn't know who I am. So it's okay. My wife knows you very well. I'm joking. But, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I think I, I do now and now thinking about it, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think if, if you want to get spousal support, include them. And, and first of all, it's just a conversation, talk to them. But when you have the opportunity to do these kind of things, if they can see it firsthand and they can feel like they're included in it, even though she has no inclusion whatsoever and doesn't want it, but I included her in the trip. And so, you know, and it, it, I think it, it also earns trust too, to be honest with you. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but dude, you you answered the question very well, and sorry to spring that one up on you, but you answered it very well. I think a lot of 
lot of people in our world, since we're talking to mostly real estate agents, loan officers, title, escrow, that world, a lot of these people forget to include their family in these decisions that they make on whether they're going to purchase leads, whether they're going to go to events, whether they're going to go all in on social or whatever. And you you said it right on. I think the inclusion factor has to be there from the very beginning so that one, they feel like there's a connection and you're not leaving them behind. And so that they understand too, because your wife, uh, from what I see, is extremely understanding, even though you're crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's that says a lot, dude. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it, it helps. You know, you mentioned the workout thing. Like, we're very passionate about that. And she's probably more psycho than I am about working out. So that <laughs> helps. That helps because we have that in common. She understands. But I will say this. I mean, like, when it comes to the working out, and I say this to people all the time, my motivation to being in really good shape is not just to inspire and look good with my shirt off. It's because I used to always listen to successful people speak and talk and read their books. And I swear all the people that I was enamored by were triathletes and super athletes and long distance runners. And and it was like, what's the common denominator here? And it's like, there's something to it. And it's gotta be the discipline the, the discipline that's created in that part of your life that carries over to your work life. I, I'm not saying that you can't be overweight and be successful. That's the, obviously there's people that prove disprove that, but mm-hmm. I, you know, go, go find like, you know, 25 successful people. And you're going to see that probably 23 of them are in really good physical and, and, and just good physical shape. They probably eat right. They probably exercise and they didn't start there. Like, I think a lot of people just assume, well, they're rich. Of course they are, but nobody started. It's like John Sheplak. I think about him all the time. That dude's a beast and he works out at like three in the morning. And, and, and if you listen to his story, I mean, the dude was a drunk and, and poor 10 years ago at 40. Now he's 50 and he's super successful, but there's a direct correlation to that discipline and the lifestyle that he now leads. And I'm not sober. I mean, I'm not a drunk either, but I, I enjoy a beverage. But, you, you know, you, my point is, is fine. You like, don't, don't like, just because some successful person says, wake up at 5am doesn't mean that's going to work for you. Just because some successful person says, don't drink alcohol. That doesn't mean it's going to, that doesn't mean you need to just because a successful person says, go vegan. That doesn't mean you have to find what works for you and make it your own. But I will say that there is a direct freaking correlation um, with your mental state, with your energy first and then your energy drives your mental state, your positive state, and that all leads into a successful work life, which is what we're talking about here. And so um, yeah. I, I do believe it works. I agree with you, man. Very, very true. All right. So what's next? And what should listeners right now be looking to do next? Where should their attention be? They should call me. Um, I will sell them something. No, I'm kidding. The, the uh, gosh, we just unpacked a whole hell of a lot. I think it depends on where they want to go. And so if, if um, you liked anything that I had to say there, first of all, I'm always perfectly happy to share, whether it's video, social media, it's building relationships, it's growing a brand, um, all of those things I love to share about. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'll give my cell phone number, which is 314-220-4945. Uh, if you don't want to, like a lot of people don't, they think that they're 
they're bothering people by texting. Don't, don't call me. I won't answer because I don't recognize your number, but you can text me and, or find me on social, DM me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, there, what's next. I mean, you know, because you're knee deep in all of it for me. So we're going to continue to scale mortgage, uh, strategically. And so, and we're doing that from coast to coast and, uh, I'm, we just launched a, a platform called real estate mastery, which is an LO coaching platform that delivers value to real estate agents. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. Uh, I'm a coach on an app called social coach where we actually deliver done for you. Prompt. We actually do your social media for you. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different than other platforms. I'd love to talk to you about it if you're interested. And then of course the video school has been around now for almost, we're almost going on a year. And uh, if you want to learn how to do video, man, our partners in video school are so freaking good. They make us look good. That's um, true. That's a great platform for beginners. It's a great platform for anyone, but um, I, I love it. And uh, I, I think anybody should be a part of it. There's other things I'm a part of. I can't think of them at the moment. Just message me. I'm happy to help. Um, I hope I can inspire somebody. Just, just, I will tell you this. If, if you're struggling, if 20, you came out of 2020, over like you gained weight. That's the first mindset that needs to shift in my opinion. Like you, you gotta get your, you gotta get your, your body right. Cause getting your body right will get your mind right. And I will tell you right now, you're going to go into the gym just like everybody does in January and February. And then I don't see you in the gym in March because you've already given up because you're not willing to battle through the pain because going out and running a mile or getting on the stair stepper or, you know, lifting weights because you can't lift what you think you should be able to mm -hmm. uh, sucks. And, but it's going to take you at least six months to get past the discomfort level. And so, uh, that's what, I, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, it's kind of silly, man, but I know you buy into it because you're all in and get your body right, man, get your body right. Cause that'll get your mind right. We should do a clubhouse on that. Seriously. Actually, you're right. That's a really good one. I have a, uh, an Olympian that I met yesterday on clubhouse. That's right. <laughs> you never did tell me her name. Ah, oh, something Dixon, some Macy, Daisy. Dixie, I don't know. I'll have, I have to, to, I'll have to Google it. Text it to me. I'll Google damn it. it. All right. Well, Jeff, thanks for being on, buddy. I appreciate it. On your own show. <laughs> thanks for being on. Episode 101. It was, it was just appropriate. You were 100. I was 101. It was just cool. You know, I think this, this is, is awesome. Jeff, 101. And, and, you know, it's like getting to know Jeff. I loved it, dude. Very, very good one. So follow us on YouTube, jump into the Facebook community, follow Jeff on Instagram as well, text him, and we thank you again for being here. And if you like this episode, and even if you didn't, give us five stars, share it with a friend, and thanks for being on. That's thanks, it, Jeff. Go easy on me, five stars no matter what. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.